The Last of Us Part 2. This game is probably the, the second most divisive game that's come out in recent years. Like, you know, we, we had Death Stranding and that's a whole other can of worms, but then you have, you know, The Last of Us Part 2, which is also very divisive. It is something that you're hearing all this stuff where people either love it, they hate it, or what have you. And I finished it. I finished The Last of Us Part 2 in three days. And I wanted to share how I felt because, you know, if you've listened to the show, um, we talk about what we've been playing, news, all that stuff. Last of Us Part 2 is kind of something where I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it on the show because I don't want to ruin it for anyone. You know, I don't I don't want to go too much into detail. So, and I beat it pretty quickly. I mean, a lot of people beat it, beat games fast, you know, right now a lot of people don't have a ton to do. Um so I wanted to talk about it cuz it's been on my mind ever since I finished the game. So I was thinking of how to do it. How, how do I talk about The Last of Us Part 2? How do I talk about things? What do I say that hasn't already been said or or has been talked about? But then also, how do I do it? Do I talk about it with someone else? Where if you listen to previous last week's episode, um, the members of the show, Joan and Bethel, Bethel is more of not uh, that big on the first one and wouldn't want to play the second one due to never really completely completing the first one which is understandable and last week Joe talked about not wanting to play this game because of what he heard about it what he heard so I don't have anyone to talk to about it you know I could probably have done what I've done in previous episodes where I talked to someone else um, but I thought what would work more what would work better would be just to do it myself talk one-on-one talk only me not have to go off anyone else and also for anyone who's listening i'd highly recommend if you are going to play the last of us part two to play it because this is going to contain i'm going to i'm going to spoil the game like so fair warning this is spoilers i'm going to tell you what I thought of the game, my experience, and and how I felt about it as a whole. So, warning right now that this is a spoiler. I mean, I'm going to put that on the, the information and make sure that anyone listening to this knows that it's a spoiler. But yeah, it's it's I'm going to spoil the whole thing. And also people who are just like, you know what, I don't really want to play it. I don't care to. And I just want to hear your opinion on it which is cool yeah if you want to yeah that's awesome thank you thank you for wanting to take the time to listen to my opinion on this game um which is a game that like i said earlier um a lot of people have mixed feelings on i'm probably going to be saying uh this a lot uh on this episode but how people feel about this game they're they're not wrong if they hate it, they're not wrong. If they love it, they're not wrong. Uh, 
they're in the middle like whatever about it they're not wrong either at all you know because that's the cool thing about this medium in general is that like hey you know like there's so much in video games you know there's your shooters, your action games, your platformers, your shoot 'em ups, your, you know, Metroidvania games, your your story based driven games, your walking simulator games. There's so much variety in games that you don't have to like everything, you know. And then you also have where things like, you know, if you're a fan of Naughty Dog, you've loved their games over if like from Crash Bandicoot to going into the Jack and Daxters to Uncharted and, and The Last of Us, you know. Uh, I'm a fan of their their games. I've always been, ever since like Crash Bandicoot. It's crazy to see the Crash games lead into, like, this company worked on The Last of Us, you know. So, but yeah, we're going to get into what I thought about The Last of Us. And I think what I want to kind of start off in talking about is gameplay. Uh, a big thing with the original uh, Last of Us, I remember, you know, beautiful game, great game. Biggest thing from the original, I felt, was how limited it was, but in how the game was built, how that world is, you know, I was so used to, like, the Naughty Dog games and uh, uh, and, and the Uncharted games that I was just like, oh, why, okay, I, gotta, I need to climb up here and go through that window, but... You don't have that variety, that, you know, way of, like, being Nathan Drake and doing all those things, swinging from an area, climbing, vaulting over things. Like, that's not what that game was. And I understood that. I'm not knocking that original game down. The game's mechanics are built around how it is, you know? But it was, at first, starting off, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. I wasn't angry, but it was just like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Um, played the first game, loved the story, um... But I remember, like, when the remaster came out for PS4, I purchased it, and I just was playing through it, and I was like, nah, I don't, I'm not having fun with this. I'm not having fun playing through this again. I don't, it's boring, you know, because I already experienced it. And then I kind of realized it was, like, the gameplay, but also, like, man, I, I, I enjoyed this more for the story. Again, not saying that the gameplay was horrible. I'm just saying the story is what I, what really is what I enjoyed about The Last of Us, the first game. So when the remaster came out for PS4, I was just kind of like, ah, yeah, it was just the story. And for years I was, I was like, oh man, yeah, it was just the story. You know, game's great, but gameplay, eh, not fun to play through a second time. With The Last of Us Part Two coming out so soon, I ended up streaming the entirety of the original Last of Us. It'd been a couple years since the remaster had come out and I replayed it and had a great time and oh man I really that was such a great idea to replay it because there was stuff I, as much as I love the story there was a shit ton of stuff I forgot I was like oh oh whoa yeah Tommy oh they had the Jackson place that they made oh okay if I went into Last of Us Part 2 I would have been like wait when did this happen what, what what's going on like you know so I had forgotten so much because it had been years since I played the original that with that refresher it was cool still gameplay was not was was still like a little bit of the eh, it was okay but it works for the game it, it, it's for the game i understand i'm i'm, not, I'm trying not to judge it to uncharted because that's a completely different game 
uh, story still solid as ever. And uh, Beto was always not a fan of... His biggest gripe was if you play the original Last of Us, you notice that if you're hiding, you kind of have to hide from the clickers and be quiet and stuff. If you had someone else with you like Trish or Ellie, they're fucking running around like crazy. For Beto, it took him out of the whole experience. You know, he didn't like it because of that. Like, it completely like, whoa, yeah, I don't. It took me out. Like, I'm, tr I'm trying to get into this. I'm into this game. I'm into this world. And then someone's just making a ton of noise. Like, I understand that. And when I played my stream, when I replayed it, I was like, yep, yeah, it takes, it took me out. Like, I understood where he was coming from, you know? But for me, still wasn't a deal breaker because the story was good. But it was still annoying. Again, still, The Last of Us is a, a great game. When it comes to gameplay in this, the biggest gripe thing, gameplay-wise, was the getting pulled out of the experience. You still have some people around you. It's not as intrusive as it was in the first one. But then sometimes when you're hiding in the grass, you're, uh, what you can do now is kind of completely lay down flat on the ground. Uh, I had one of the characters when you're, uh, you're being Ellie. There's a character named Jesse, uh, one of the better names in that game. Uh, he's with you. And then one or two times I'm hiding in the grass and he's standing right next to me. He's still crouched down, but I'm like... I kind of want to be like, bro, get the fuck down, dude. We're fucking hiding right now. But I kind of was so used to like, yeah, that, that, it's still something that is, it's better than the first one. It's not as intrusive as the first one. And not as much as like, oh, it took me out of it. It's a bit improved, but I just don't feel they maybe probably can't really, not figure it out, but it's just something that's not, not that it's not possible. But it's not as bad. Like where, uh, let's say 100% of the time that would happen in the first one, this was like 10%, which isn't bad at all, at all. But it happened like two or three times I noticed. But you, you don't have a lot of those moments all the time. Um, but yeah, combat is insanely approved. And the stealth mechanic, I had so much fun. Dude, when it comes to stealth, my favorite series is the Metal Gear Solid series. I love stealth. And, you know, some games that have stealth mechanics or stealth elements in them are either half-assed or it doesn't fit or it's broken as in, like, not where you can up, like, can be completely invisible, but more, like, broken as in, like, okay, you give me these mechanics, but I can't do what I need to do to stealth because your whatever else your gameplay is is interfering with the stealth version that you're trying to implement in a game. Very few games pull off stealth mechanics. Now I'm not talking about stuff like Splinter Cell or Siphon Filter, but um, other games that kind of like have a little little something of stealth in a game. Um, one of the games that I was impressed that it wasn't heavily stealth based. It had some moments of stealth, but it actually was incorporated well. It wasn't fully as robust as like a metal gear game or any other really top tier stealth games but it fit in that was um a plague tales innocence had a small section of the gameplay that had some stealth to it it wasn't again robust but it worked it like i was really impressed because it set its rules and it incorporated it into the game and it and it worked stealth in the last of us part two I thought worked completely fine. I had so much fun. Not only that, the gunplay was fun. The the shooting mechanics 
have always been really good in, in any of the Naughty Dog games, but it was really fun being able to craft things and use your surroundings and hiding in tall grass, crouching under, like, it was so much, so much of a variety in that game. I was really impressed with combat. It was fun. It, it, like, throughout the game where I could, I couldn't say that about the first one, and again, wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't what I liked about that first one. I really enjoy the combat in this game. It was fun. It was fun to go through it. I'm more of a person where in The Last of Us, uh, resource management is a huge part of it. And being a fan of like the Resident Evil games, resource management, okay, I can't waste all my bullets. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of something else instead of wasting my bullets. In The Last of Us Part 2, I would rarely use a gun because I just didn't want to waste anything because I could what sometimes I would grab a bullet I would find a bullet so I would only ever use guns in dire situations but even that I would push it to where I would go behind enemies and kill them stealth kill them boom stealth kill them stealth kill them here you just that's just what I was doing I was stealth killing people left and right never really used my guns I saw a gameplay a stream uh, of someone um, uh, girlfriend reviews were streaming the toward the end of the game and I was watching him play and he was playing completely different than I I did but it was so cool watching him because he was just going all out I have all my my shit I have everything the bombs the arrows the the arrow tips with the bombs on them like he's just taking people out and I'm like whoa he was he was playing so differently so it was cool how much of a variety of that game was and when it came to how you wanted to play in the game how you wanted to execute things was any way you wanted to whether you wanted to be stealthy uh conserve your ammunition your your the things you have uh, or go all out like taking people out or anything like the variety was there it was awesome like i i think that game is so much fun like it, it's actually to a point where i'll go a little bit ahead of what i want to say but i would i want to play last of us part two again because i can't the combat was so fun the combat was great so i want to replay that for the combat because it was great I thought uh, Naughty Dog did a great job. Visually, the game graphically, it looks beautiful. It wasn't anywhere near how it was presented at E3 when, when they showed it early on. It was never at that moment like, oh my god, but, but I'm not trying to take anything away from this game. It still looks fantastic from the environments to the gameplay, the way um, the AI reacts. That's what's really nice about this game. One of the other things that was really talked about a lot during during uh, the release of The Last of Us Part 2 was the violence. A lot of people are like, man, this game is brutal. This game is, it's hard. It's hard to get through. Man, you're going to be making choices. You're going you're gonna to be... Oh, some of you probably not get. You're probably gonna want to stop the game. It's it's just too much. Super violent. Like, oh my god, the choices you have to make. That was that was talked about so much here and there. You know, 
even last week's episode, Joe talked about not wanting to play this game because of how it makes you feel and you're going to feel like shit and I don't want to I don't want to have a downer. You know, I don't want to be a downer. You know, they were even touting like Naughty Dog was like, we purposely made this game so that when you're fighting other people, when you're fighting against uh, other people in groups, they'll be like saying their names. So you'll have someone going Terry where's Terry or or Melissa or or Brad you know like oh my god they got Brad you know they, they wanted to put a name so that you felt bad when you killed an enemy I didn't care this game did not make me feel bad this game did not make me oh my god the choices I made oh I feel bad at what I did oh my god I killed Barry? I it didn't. I didn't it didn't bother me because I can it's a game for me. Look, anyone who had that feeling, anyone who was just like, "Man, it was rough for me to get through this game." I'm not talking shit, man. If you it felt rough for you, I completely understand. Don't get me wrong. I was playing the game and there would be moments where I go, "Oh fuck." Like I streamed the whole game. You can watch me go like, "Oh shit." I'm reacting to moments. I'm reacting to things in the game. But not once was it hard for me to do anything. Not once was it like too much. Like, oh my God, they're they're doing too much. This is just awful. No, it, it's how that world is presented. Like these past like couple of days, because I waited to record this because I just needed time to kind of take everything in. These past couple of days, how The Last of Us from the first game, even the second game, this world isn't a pleasant world. It's kill or be killed. And again, I'm not saying that you can't have remorse for killing someone, but again, I know that I'm playing a game. No matter how many times someone says, they killed Brad, you know, I would just be like, you know, well, well, Brad got in my way. You know, there would be a lot of times where it was just like, Emily, go over there and check, check. Like, you know, they would see me from afar and be like, oh, I got to check over there. And it's like, Mary, go check, go check there. And I'm like, Mary, don't come here, Mary. Oh, okay. And I'd grab and stealth kill and slit her throat. And I'd be like, you fucked up, Mary. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't rough. It wasn't, I just, I, I don't know, like... I could get invested in games, right? Where it, where you get invested in characters, you get invested in the story. I was invested in Joel. I was invested in Ellie. Those characters, you know? But with how that world was built, I understood, like, yeah, they're out to kill me. I can't die. I have to kill them if they're in my way because they're not going to stop. It was kind of set where this world is that way. You know from the first game that Joel did a lot of bad shit. He's not proud of it, but he had to to survive. You know, Ellie has to do a ton of shit. But I just didn't get that. I didn't. I didn't get that from this game. This game didn't depress me. It didn't. It didn't make me go, "Oh man, I can't believe I did that." Because I'm not. I'm not Ellie. You're. You're playing that character. You're. You're playing that character. You're embodying. Embodying that character. Um, controlling that character. I'm not her. I'm playing, but I'm playing the game. There's moments like, you know, you play anything like Legend of Zelda or any other game you make, but you know, 
I, I do sometimes do get invested in characters. I'm just saying like that wasn't a huge thing for me. That wasn't something that affected me like most people did. And then you have a lot of people online were comparing, you know, The Last of Us 2 to Schindler's List. And look, man, like games are a different medium. Comparing them to a movie is completely different. I feel is completely different. It where you're watching a film you're actually more controlling the character so that in that way i understand if people say man i felt bad for doing this i get that i'm not again i'm not talking shit if you felt bad in this game you know but the warnings that like people were going like man this is gonna make you feel like shit this is gonna make you feel like shit you're gonna you're gonna fucking feel bad you're gonna feel bad i don't want to feel like shit didn't happen it wasn't look I've seen, like, movies. I mean, if you if you haven't read books or watched movies, and you're getting a lot from The Last of Us, like, there I've read stuff that's like, fuck, man, that's jacked up. You know, that made me feel like crap. I've seen movies where it's like, oh man, whoa, that made me feel worse than this game. And I'm not even participating in it. I'm just watching a movie. I'm reading a book. But again, I'm not saying that if you did had those emotions, you're wrong. I'm just saying for me, it wasn't that bad. Now, we're getting more into the spoiler territory of it, but Joel gets killed, and that's brutal. When they catch him, and they shoot him in the leg with a shotgun, I was like, what the f- I, I was like, holy shit! Like, it caught me off guard. When they're smashing his head with a golf club that yeah that's brutal but how how that game's world was it's like people are gonna do that it set me up a lot since the first game that that's just how that is kill or be killed and in a way it's like what horrible stuff did joel do He's done a lot of horrible things that we don't know. You know? Like, at that moment, you find out the girl who does it is Abby. You take a little bit of control of her in the beginning of the game. Like, probably about 30 to 40 minutes in. And then that's how she confronts Joel. And that she's the one who smashes his head. So, so when that happens, and Ellie comes and gets grabbed and pushed down, and she sees... Joel pretty much get his head smashed in but I was thinking like okay she did it for a reason what did Joel do to her you know if it was the other way around Joel would probably be in that end if she did something to him I don't know like for me there's a lot of crazy stuff in this game but it, at, at no point in playing it I was like this is a downer but not saying it's not shocking but to compare The Last of Us Part 2 to Schindler's List? Come on. Come on. But again, I, if you felt, you know, yeah, I felt, dude, I was like, dude, Joel got killed, man. That, what the hell? You're angry. You know, as you're playing, you're angry. You're like, God damn it. I'm going to, you know, you're mad. Like how Ellie is, you're mad. You want revenge. And that's what a lot of the game is, is it's a revenge story, you know? And for me, the violence in that stuff, like, 
killing people in it, even if it's, like I was saying, even if it's their names are being said or anything like that. I, it didn't, it didn't affect me at all. Because I was, I don't know, I guess I was just able to, like, this is a game, you know. It's not real. But I could still be like, oh man, that's, that's rough. Whoa, ee. but never, yeah, it didn't depress me, man. It just, that, that's just not what I got from it. You know, I got other things. There was, there was, the things that got me in this game were more character things. Stuff shared between characters. And we'll, we'll dive more into that in a bit. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, you have all these people going online. You know, when stuff gets leaked and, and they're, they're getting things out of context. And they're like, I don't want to play this game. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with this. Because what I hear online... I think you do a disservice. I think it's like, well, you're okay. I get it. If you don't want to play that game, that's fine. You don't have to play The Last of Us. You know, you can play something else. There's a ton of other games. If Last of Us, The Last of Us Part Two, isn't your thing, you don't have to play it. And that's the great thing about games. I've said, you know, you can play whatever you want. Games are such a huge variety. But game, video games and movies are completely different. They're a different medium. Games can do more than what movies can do. As in, like, it could tell a story, like a movie. But you can also embody the character or play as the character or get a perspective from a different type of character. You know, that's the cool thing. But not saying that games are better than movies. Because there's some movie stories that are way better than games. Yeah, Last of Us 2 is getting a ton of people going, man, it's the best thing ever written. It's like, yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of books that are written really well, like better than The Last of Us and a lot of movies. For me in the game, it just, when it comes down to it, I just... It wasn't what people were, for me, were saying that it was rough. There's rough subject matter in it. But it, nothing made me feel bad. For anything, the only time I ever felt bad was having to kill dogs. I didn't want to do it. But they were attacking me. And every time a dog would run toward me to attack me, I'd pull out my gun or I'd have my axe or my bat, whatever I had, and be like, I'm sorry, doggy. And then have to kill it that was the only thing that made me feel bad in the last <laughs> in this game that was the only thing that made me feel bad was having to kill dogs more than people in the game A lot of things in The Last of Us talked about how fantastic it looked, but the art design, like everyone, I just want to say, like everyone at Naughty Dog that worked their ass off to get this game out, everything from the animation to the artwork to like just how everything was, like their hard work, it, it was just, it showed in the game. It, it looked amazing. And, and everyone else too, when it comes to the actors, you know, Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, you know, Shannon Woodward, like, Everyone did a fantastic job. I think anything from the acting was fantastic. It was great. They like the first one. They 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 hit it out of the park. You know, they they just did such a great job. 
Now, going into the story of The Last of Us, kind of starting off, you're back in Jackson, and you've been there for a couple years. The story starts opening up little by little. You're introduced to certain characters. You're introduced to Jesse. You're, intru you're introduced to Dina. And you get a little bit of these characters, Abby, that you control a little bit of. So as the story goes on, you you play these characters and it comes to become a revenge story after Abby kills Joel both Tommy and Ellie are out for revenge but first you know Tommy says they're not gonna go but Tommy ends up leaving Ellie goes after him and then as the game progresses Jesse ends up joining her now, a lot of people got mad because some trailers made it seem like Joel was going to join up too and he was going to, you were going to probably control him as well. But no, people, I, you know, people were mad about characters, you know, Joel getting killed. And that, I think that was a lot of the hate, one of the, the things, many things that a lot of people didn't like about this game or didn't want to play in this game. And. And I could see people being really mad that Joel gets killed. And then they're, oh, they were promised that Joel, you got to play as Joel again. Whether you liked it or not, you know, I was just like, okay, this is where this story's going. And it's, yeah, it is brutal, man. It's like, oh shit. But that's what propels Ellie to go on her revenge, you know, to go find Abby, to try to find all these people that were involved and take take them out and you go through it Dina also accompanies you in the game in your exploration and Ellie does a ton of jacked up stuff one thing I did forget about in the combat too was there would be some moments where even those the non-playable characters the the NPCs that you're fighting the bad guys um, beg for their life and you just kill them it ramps up. You're in Seattle. It's Seattle Day 1, Seattle Day 2, Seattle Day 3, Seattle Day 4. Everything starts ramping up, you know. You you finally get in contact with Tommy, you know. You find where Abby's supposed to be and confront two other people. You confront Mel, who's part of Abby's little group, which are the wolves, which is this, this you know, as you already know, which is the this other type of kind of came from what they were talking about was from the fireflies, but kind of fireflies are gone now. So it's now the wolves is what I interpreted from it. Ellie confronts Mel and Owen to find out where Abby is. And she uses kind of the same tries to use the same tactic that Joel and Tommy would use in their past about putting two people against each other and forcing one to tell them where this other person is and if they if it doesn't match up when you talk to the second person then you're dead but you're gonna kill them anyway confrontation happens ellie kills the girl who's trying to kill her too and then shoots owen and she stabs and then finds out that mel was pregnant and it kind of gets um ellie into a panic attack and then that's when tommy shows up and jesse and she's mortified that she killed a pregnant woman 
when they go back to their where they're not their base but where they're staying in the theater Abby finds them you don't know how you don't know what's going on Abby shows up kills Jesse and tells Ellie to put her gun down and says hey I let you guys live and you fucking threw that away and she has the gun pointed at Tommy and she's like don't don't do anything it's my fault because you as you know as things progress you find out that when Joel killed all those doctors to rescue Ellie and that Ellie was going to be the cure she kind of mentions that like I know you're it, it is it's because of me you don't want Tommy you don't want him it's me I was the cure and I, you know all this stuff then it ends right there right you're in a high like throughout that part of the game I was like on a high like man this is awesome like everything I'm doing fun 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 I'm just you know going really yeah 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 this is great oh man the tension's there and then stops and then it goes on to the next thing and then you're Abby and I was thinking, oh, okay, throughout the game, there would be small little Abby segments here and there. Not a ton, but there was one or two here. It wasn't until playing as Abby, and then when I started picking up, you know, some of the tools or pills or, or like, screwdrivers and stuff, I was like, oh, shit. You have to play as Abby now, huh? This set, because I was already like 12, 13 hours in, if I remember correctly, uh, when I was playing as Ellie. And I knew the game was anywhere from like 20, 22 hours. So when that happened, I'm like, oh, you have to play as Abby. Fuck. I don't want to play as Abby. I didn't want to play as Abby because one, she killed Joel. You know, you're just like, oh, I hate this. I hate this person. She killed Joel. I want to get her for what she did to Joel. And right away, I was like, I know what they're trying to do. I already know what Naughty Dog is trying to do. They want you to see it from the other side. Why did Abby do what she did? Why did she kill Joel? Joel? And why pretty much to sympathize on both sides? Because there's both sides. Like, who is the bad person, really? You know? Ellie's done some horrible stuff. Joel's done some horrible stuff. Abby's done some horrible stuff, you know? And even early on, I was just like, Abby's connected in some way. You know, what could it be? Something that Joel did. I was hoping that it was something that it wasn't actually... I, For me, okay, so pretty much you find out that Abby's dad was one of the doctors. The only doctor that was able to when he was going to operate on Ellie to probably try to find a cure. He was the only person who would be able to do it, and Joel killed him. She's getting... Abby was getting revenge on Joel for killing her father. And also, like, killing the chance for a cure. But I think it's more for a father. What he did. For me... I was, I was more like, man, I kind of want it to be for something else. Like, I didn't want it to be tied to the previous one but i understand why it's tied i understand why it is tied i'm not saying that her being the daughter of the doctor like oh this is stupid it's dumb no 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 no. it works for the story they're telling but for me i was kind of hoping it was something else maybe something in in joel's past you know that like comes to bite him back in the ass because like i was saying like 
Joel dying, like, yes, you're shocked because you got attached to this character since the first game. You saw what he had to go through in the first game. You sympathize with him. You're like, you had to do bad stuff because you had to. But when he died, I was just like, it's probably something he did. He's not getting murdered for no reason. It's something he did his best. It's probably something really horrible. But it was because of the doctor thing. And again, it's not... I don't think that's bad. I'm just saying... I don't think that's the worst thing Joel ever did. But this other thing was... Not saying that he had to get killed for the worst thing ever. But I'm just saying like... Ah, uh, okay. I kind of... Like, it's not like I figured it out. But I think something in the back of my head was like... She's probably the doctor's daughter. Uh, that doc... One of those doctors that was there. And it was kind of true. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I usually don't like really guessing stuff ahead of time um but then sometimes it is cool it's like oh shit i figured it out before anyone you know but yeah pretty much man when you control abby i hated it i did not have fun playing as abby whatsoever and when you picked up the pills picked up that stuff and i realized shit the rest of the game i'm gonna have to play as abby huh and they're just they're i know what they were doing they were just trying to make you like okay hey man this is where she's coming from and this is where she's grown so you understand there's two sides and i was like i get it but i for me it felt like i felt like going on a ride on a roller coaster right like you go on a roller coaster and you're having so much fun the roller coaster is doing flips and going you know taking huge dips and you're you know you're going oh man this is great this is great and you're getting to the end of the ride where it's such a huge fall this is like the best part and then the ride stops and then the people from the theme park walk up and say okay time to exit the ride you're gonna have to get off this ride and go back in line and start over for me it, it halted the progression of the game you know it just it slowed it down to a crash for me it was i was high i was so high up and then it just plummets now this is where games and movies are different not saying that movies don't do a little twist or add extra things but momentum wise for a game i'm talking about the game aspect of it it for me completely killed the momentum of gameplay of of what i was enjoying and then you see stuff as you're going playing as abby where it's like oh okay you know you get to see her point of view on things and and you know and then you know things happen in it where it's like oh okay you're, you're here to sympathize with her and that's fine you know i'm not saying someone asked me because I, I explained this when i streamed and when i finished the game someone asked me yeah they could have done it better but here's the thing. I don't, could they have? Maybe this is the w only way they could have done it. Because I don't know what's the right way. But for me, all I could really say is for me, it slowed down the momentum of the game to a crashing halt. Having to kind of like start all over, you know. Um, Abby plays a bit differently in certain things. And, you know, you get to know the other characters, the people that were there. Like Manny, like, you know, the guy named Manny, um, Mel, Owen. You get to know more about it. But for me, I was just like, dude, I, w I was rushing through the game. I was like, I just want to get back to Ellie. I, I want to find out what happened. I want to find out what's going on. I don't care about this. Again, I'm not saying it isn't important. It is important to the story, but I just, I didn't want, I didn't care. I don't care about this character not because she was a girl not because she was muscular i don't care i didn't care about that i just didn't care to play that character because 
of how it was. Now, whatever their intention was for me to actually, yeah, I don't want to care, but then I'll care for her later. It didn't, it didn't for me, but I saw a lot of people it did, and that's cool. But for me, I just felt it, it, it halted thing. It just made it a slog where I was enjoying those 12 to 13 hours. Dude, I was on a high that whole time. And I would say those next couple of like six, eight hours. Wait, no, hers was like almost 12 as well. It was pretty much close to the same length. I just slogged through it. I tried to rush so much. And don't get me wrong. There are moments in the game that were good with Abby that I liked that I was like, oh, okay, this is cool, you know, but, um, as a whole, I just didn't. I didn't care for for Abby. You know, her as a character is just fine. You know, someone uh, had mentioned like, oh, she's not that great of a protagonist. But I don't. That's it's clear what they did. She wasn't meant to be a protagonist, and they don't really have like the the mustache twirling bad guy. Not even in the first one. It's basically just the world itself that is the the imposing force in a way. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, it, that was, for me, it was just, I knew what they I knew what Naughty Dog was doing. I knew what they were trying to do. Just, just that part didn't work for me. I did not like that part at all. Now there was a lot of, there's a lot of discussion and, and conversation that a lot of people didn't like this game because you also, cause you had to play as Abby and they're trying to, to, to throw in a motive here and, and talk about transgender characters and and all this and they're trying to make a political stance because in the game later on you encounter uh, this group and even when you with Ellie you encounter this group of enemies because you had the wolves that Abby's a part of and then you had the scars and the scars seem they're like a, a, a cultish like group of people that like have two slits of scars on their cheeks on each side and they they worship this lady their prophet which i thought was a pretty neat twist you know because you think about it like oh okay you know of course there'd probably be other groups you know out there um crazy groups and one thing i did like about them especially when you were fighting with ellie how they did things was they would make whistling noises because and and then when they started doing the whistling noises i was like oh shit this is like if if someone doesn't whistle back that means something happened to them so they're gonna explore and that's what happens if i took someone out and someone whistled and no one whistled back they would be like whoa something's going wrong that was really fun that's what made a lot of the stealth mechanics and stuff like that really work in that game with the scars in the story abby is trying to find owen who has gone awol and people were saying that he tried to protect a scar he killed one of the members of the wolves named danny and he's on the run and and you get this backstory from abby that she, when they were young because they used to date when they were young he was he found this aquarium place that it was his aquarium you know so she knew he'd be there so with the help with manny leaves the base to go find owen and as she goes on that exploration, she runs into the scars that capture her and they're about, they, they hang her, they start hanging her on a noose and they bring in another female named Yara because something happened. They clip her wings, meaning they hammer both her arms, but then someone go once they smash one arm, this other person comes 
and saves her and you find out it's this character named Lev and this whole confrontation happens some of the scars are getting killed Abby still hanging wraps her legs around one of them and kills them Yara and Lev end up rescuing Abby Abby follows them for a little bit to exit out to leave because they know the way out and you're introduced to the characters Abby leaves when she finds Owen stuff happens I mean you know the story I don't want to go too much into it anyway she goes back to save them because she goes checks because that girl got her arm clipped she kind of pops it back into place but she had like a vision of just like oh something might happen to these kids they're gonna get killed so Abby goes back out there to go help them she doesn't know why she knows that she hates scars because she's part of the wolves and all this other stuff she finds Yara Yara and Lev are still in the location where she left them Yara is not doing any better so Abby takes Yara to Owens at the aquarium and Mel's there Mel's a doctor whatever finds out that her arm needs to be amputated because the bone is shattered if it isn't removed then it's gonna gangrene she's gonna die so then you go on this adventure with Lev to get medical supplies from a, a hospital Throughout this whole time for me, I just don't want to play as Abby anymore. I don't want to be this character, but I am interested in these two characters. I'm interested in Yara and Lev. And then Lev starts kind of explaining more of what happened, what was going on, more of her story. A bit, not too much. Then when Yara gets, you know, her arm taken off, all that stuff, Lev goes leaving. Pretty much you find out more about these characters. You find out that the scars wanted to kill Lev and they're blaming her sister because Lev shaved his head and that was a conversation that was going like oh they they want they want him because he shaved his head and I'm thinking well all the dudes have their heads shaved you know like what's the big deal as they're not a certain age that you can shave your head if you're part of the scars and you come to find out that there's more conversations between Yara and Abby and that she wanted to be a hunter like Yara Lev wanted to be but she was cast in a role of being wed to an elder and I was like wait what and then have to be a wife and I'm thinking wait what they're gonna make this boy marry a dude like and I'm like oh and then there's more conversations about how Lev tells her sister, this is how I feel. And then she says, hey, you keep that to yourself. Look, I don't care if you're gay, straight. I don't care if you're black, white, brown, any color. If people have a problem because a character is gay, like Ellie, if you have a huge problem in playing a game or, or a character is this, is gay, likes men, likes women, does whatever, if that's a huge problem to you, then don't play the game. But you have no right in saying how things should be made. They're not, I don't, to me, it didn't feel like there was an agenda being that Naughty Dog wasn't trying to push some sort of political angle or anything. There's so many different types of people out there. 
everyone has a different type of story everyone's a different type of person look i get tired of freaking having to play like a white male in a ton of games if i have the option to choose between a male or female character creator i always go female because i'm just constantly playing dudes character like ellie man like ellie's gay ellie's gay it's okay it's fine that's just who that person is this is telling a story and 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 these characters are who they are that's that's fine it doesn't matter it doesn't anger me it doesn't piss me off it gets you mad like i don't understand why you that would upset you everyone's different and it doesn't matter if anyone's different no matter who who anyone is or how they feel or 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 what have you as long as they're a good person that's all that matters i mean this game's a bit different because a lot of people are murderers in this but you know what i'm talking about and i really enjoyed this part of the the game with yara and lev like just just going through them and helping them out like just seeing that part of like abby helping them out that, that was one of the things that like i did enjoy about that game like i did enjoy these characters these characters that were brought in and nothing felt forced nothing felt like there was an agenda it was just these characters going through what they have to go through in that world and that was probably like one of the only things in abby's storyline that i liked oh and at the same time you know what really pissed me off here's the thing abby's muscular who gives a shit Oh, you got people on the fucking internet going, Oh, she's a girl. She's too muscular. Who gives a fuck? Why does that matter? Really? Why can't, why can't females be big, skinny, medium, muscular? Who cares? It doesn't matter. That shit don't matter. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I get, I get angry. I get angry at just people who are just, they don't like it because they're not used to it or they, they don't like what it is. Oh, why they make this character? Because that's how that character is, okay? That's the character. Sorry, going on a tangent. I get, I get mad. I get mad at stupid shit. <clears throat> but yeah. Loved, loved Lev, loved Yara. Fucking got... It sucked when Yara was killed. <clears throat> but, yeah. Liked, liked that Lev story, liked Yara. One of the other things with Dina is that you find out <clears throat> that Dina's pregnant. They're exploring. You find out that Dina is pregnant from Jesse, who was her ex-boyfriend. And that was like a, a, a thing where you're like, oh shit, she's pregnant. She has a baby. When we finally finish with Abby's story and it catches up to her finding out that not only is Owen and Mel dead but where ellie is because ellie accidentally leaves the map after ellie finds out that she killed the pregnant woman she kind of starts hyperventilating and accidentally leaves the map there when when she when tommy confronts her and takes her takes her back to the theater that's how it kind of all leads up to how abby finds out where they are and that and then also how lev is going to be there too then we go back to them at the theater that confrontation that was happening jesse gets killed 
and Abby confronts Ellie and then you end up kind of fighting Ellie as Abby in the theater but since you don't have anything on you you kind of have to sneak up on Ellie and attack her pretty much Abby beats the shit out of Ellie Dana comes tries to stab Ellie or tries to stab Abby she grabs Dana's face and just starts slamming it on the fucking like one of the like the floor but I think that they were laying on top of a, a door a door a broken off door hinge or broken off door starts smashing her face in Ellie's on the ground because she got her shit kicked out of her and then Abby grabs a knife and is ready to slit Dina's throat and Ellie's like no she's pregnant Abby goes good but Lev is there to say don't don't Abby don't so Abby doesn't kill Dina and then that's where it ends right there then we have like the traditional naughty dog they're in a house they have like a small little farm Ellie Dina Dina's baby JJ they're all in the house you can walk around you have the baby in your arms as Ellie and then I'm thinking whoa hey you know the games the game's done the game's all over hey naughty dog just likes to do the happy hey we're gonna look around your house ending but then you get moments of finding out that Ellie has PTSD and she just can't not think of Joel dying of Joel's how he's there face covered in blood and she's having she has visions it's hard for her to sleep hard for her to eat and then one day Tommy comes over because you think Tommy died when Abby got there but he didn't and he tells her hey we found we heard that this muscular girl with a with a with another person who has scars on their face and talking about Abby and, and Lev are in California in Santa Barbara. Ellie says she's not you know she's not gonna go because they had started a family. Tommy gets pissed. Dina tells off Tommy. But Ellie just keeps getting images and dreams of Joel calling out for help. So Ellie ends up going to California. Dina's like, I can't do this again. And the game's not over. You you go to Santa Barbara. You go to Santa Barbara. You try to find where Abby is. And you play a bit of Abby going in San to Santa Barbara. Looking for the fireflies. Because that was the whole thing. They're, they're out there to look for the fireflies. And see where their base is. Because there was rumors that they were around there. She does get in contact with them. But when she leaves, like these bounty hunters or these dudes called the Rattlers capture her. So at you as Ellie, you try to find her. Come to find out, the Rattlers have had Abby for months. So Ellie's just on her revenge still. Trying to, you know, find Abby to end it. Kill her. What she did to Joel. All that stuff. And this, this whole cool, that, that whole end part, when you're back being Ellie insane amount of fun just going through the rattlers facility and freaking killing them like there was moments i kept freak i kept dying i kept dying over and over and over but i had so much fun because of the gameplay like i was talking about earlier the gameplay was awesome so i had as much as i died and i was getting like fuck man this pissed me off um it was still fun to go through it, it was also kind of cool because i streamed it 
and I kept dying over and over and people were going like man where all these people come from and oh man this and I don't know who it was in the chat but someone was like hey man you got this buddy you can do it that was cool man that was like it was cool because it was kind of like motivating me like fuck yeah this dude's telling me that, like dude or woman I don't know um was telling me like yeah fucking go for it man you can do this so that that was really cool then you do find Abby and she was trying to escape you find out and she's kind of put outside by the beach Lev was too kind of like in a crucified way but it was more on a stick with the hands up tied and she's just like thin and like because of the sun her, her skin was all peeling and you know Ellie cuts her down Ellie also cuts down Lev and there's some boats down there that Abby says they could take and when they walk down there Ellie's about to leave until she remembers Joel and she fights Abby Abby doesn't want to fight but Ellie fights her the ending fight was very Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid 4 like freaking Death Stranding fight very similar to that and you know that's a that's a compelling moment them fighting and it was a pretty neat fight even to the point where like Abby bites two fingers off of Ellie and then Ellie's pretty much winning it due to Abby being completely like drained of every probably natural resource and she's choking her underwater and it's taking such a long time and then there's like an image of her thinking of Joel and, and Ellie stops and just tells Abby to leave and take take Lev. We get back to a flashback of the confrontation, the dance between Dina and Ellie and the bartender saying like, oh, we don't need a loud, loud mouth dyke and Joel gets in the middle and, and throughout the game, throughout the story, you find out because Ellie knows the truth about what happened when she went to the Firefly base when she was not there and that Joel killed all the doctors and that Ellie knows and she hasn't been talking to Joel for like a few years in that moment Joel steps in and pushes the guy and says like you know hey back off like you have no right and then you see like a little conversation that night where Ellie comes by to Joel's they talk and she tells him you can't do shit like that you can't do stuff like that and she was telling Joel that she's mad at him because she he took away the one thing that would have made her life mean something like she, her dying and being the cure would have put meaning into her life but he took that away from her and Joel says if the Lord were to give me a second chance to do it all over again I'd, I'd do it the same way Ellie says I don't know if I could forgive you but I want to try he gets a bit emotional and he goes you know he'd like that then Ellie leaves and I think she says like okay so I'll see you around but then 
the next day that's when Joel dies. And for me that was the part that hurt. Character moments. Things like that. That that moment where you see Joel vulnerable. You see Ellie too that way vulnerable. That's what affects me. Not the brutally killing people. Joel being killed. Killing a, a woman who's pregnant. Don't get me wrong. That stuff is horrible. But for me, what really affects me is character moments. That moment between two characters. Like heartfelt moments. Moments where they're painful. You know, painful conversations. Painful discussions. Ellie ends up going back after finding Abby and comes back you know from California to see that the the barn the house that her and Dina lived in is empty and Dina left it was to for me it was it was, it was they did a good job with the ending oh also them being in California that was fucking fantastic I never even guessed that was gonna happen and then being in Santa Barbara I was like holy shit like when you're seeing part of Santa Barbara I'm like, oh, I've gone down this street, you know, I've been in this area. That's crazy to see how, you know, because I don't have, I've never been to Seattle. I've never been to, to locations they've shown in, in The Last of Us. But to see Santa Barbara, I'm like, dude, I've I've been here. And it's crazy to see how they did all the, like, oh, where the, the leaves and everything, the lush environment would kind of consume everything. Like, that was really cool to see that. Uh, and especially it being Santa Barbara, I thought it was really neat. I really did like The Last of Us Part 2 a lot. I thought it was good. I, I, I liked the story. The characters are great. Just to kind of wrap everything all up. Um, when it comes to to the game. Look, like Abby's part of it. For me, it was just more, like I said, the momentum of the game just slowed to a halt. But her story, it was a good story. It did deserve to be in the game. I'm, again, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to say like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. They should have done this. It's like, dude, they're making the game. They know better. For me, it was just the momentum. It 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 it, it affected gameplay more than anything. But Abby's story was it was interesting, and it very it very much mirrors the first game because of Abby and Lev. Very much mirrors the game that was the first one. You know, with Joel and Ellie. You know, when it comes to, you know, which one is better, I feel the story in the first one is amazing, top, amazing, top notch. You know, the, the story in the second one's great too. I think it falters in in areas, but I mean, compared to the first one, the story's the biggest part of the first game. That's what made that game one of my favorites was the story, gameplay. You have to give it to the second one. It's so much. It's it's improved so much that it's just so much fun to go through. Um, and it when it comes to the violence, like I was saying, it didn't affect me like it's affect other other people, and that's fine. You know, like I'm not saying you're wrong. Like I've said, it just for me it didn't affect me. It was more of the character moments is the emotional stuff. When it comes to how everything ends with you can take this game and interpret anything you want you know but the choice of revenge the choice of Ellie just going in and 
needing to get revenge for what happened to Joel and it consuming her, consuming her life, she loses what she's gained. The family she had with Dina, with revenge consuming her, she loses everything. And that, stuff like that is powerful. Her, the conversation between Joel and Ellie is powerful to me. The Last of Us Part 2, with everything that's happened, the controversy, the leaks, all that stuff. If I had to say anything, anything at all, I enjoyed the sequel. I liked it. And it kind of breaks my heart in a way where people kind of got the spoilers, read an article, what's what's in it, what why is it brutal, all that stuff. And they don't play the game. You know, it's like they lose the experience. They lose they lose playing through the game and kind of coming up with their own interpretation than having someone else's. And again, like me having a podcast with my friends, Bethel and Joe, we give our opinions. We talk about things and I love it when people tell me, hey, thank you for telling me about this game. I never would have checked it out. Or, hey, you say, this, don't check out this game. It was lame. I don't like it. Or, hey, you know, you say you don't like this game, but I love David Cage games. And that's cool, man. I don't judge. Like, if you like something different than I do, that is completely fine. All power to you. Awesome. But when it comes to something where... Oh, I'm just going to read the spoilers to this game to see if I actually want to play it. It sucks because there's no way that you could read that and then play the game and then not be influenced by it. You get what I'm saying? Like not have it be completely ruined or taking it out of context and being like, oh, my God, it's a downer. But it's it's like, oh, it's yeah, there's downer moments. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say it's not a downer. It's not sad. There's not things in it that are hard or or, or ruthless or, or vicious. But I, for me, I I did I took it more as like, okay, this world. This is how this world's set up. I don't know. I just really wish people would more just play the game before judging it or trying to find out what it's about it kind of i feel like it ruins it for you that's why it's it's like that's why i did this episode separate from talking about it on the show because i don't want to influence or ruin someone's experience you know and there's some games like hey freaking ape escape if i tell you the story of ape escape it's not gonna ruin it for you you know it's ape escape but you capture monkeys yeah i mean i just want to give it up like everyone who worked hard on this everyone at naughty dog who worked so hard on on this game like it shows like their hard work and dedication to it, it it's just uh, visually it was beautiful the music's amazing just everything about it. It, it they did quality work and i give it up to them you know like um it's probably one of the better games to end out the year of playstation 4 going into ps5 we still got Ghost of Tsushima, so <laughs> can't wait for that one. That's gonna be that one looks awesome. I can't wait. Ooh, it's the next one. That's the next big one. I'm excited for. Naughty Dog took some risks. You know, they did something different. They they took chances, and it's not 
something that you see every day. But I'd rather play something that's different and not a regurgitation of the same thing and have a new experience. Whether it's uncomfortable or unsettling, they kind of went for it. And I respect that. I respect them doing something completely different. Because that's the great thing about games is it could be anything. You could tell any story and you get a different experience than you would watching a movie or reading a book where you actually control the character. And I'd rather play something that could be unsettling than and takes chances instead of playing the same thing all the time that we're accustomed to. That for me is what I love about video games and that is why I continue to play them to this day. Thank you.